0: No, right? $7 million. That's how much money we just told you you had, right? $7 million. Let's assume the king was worth at minimum that amount. Probably a whole lot more, right? We see King Solomon is is just at this, this spot of like no one's more famous than this guy. No one has more money. No one has anything else. And so some of you guys, you're fantastic. You know kind of what you want to do with that kind of money. But for Solomon... It all went to his head. It all messed him up. He wasn't ready to lead anymore. And what happened was he allowed his wives, he allowed his concubines to take his attention away from serving the one true God. And God wasn't happy about this. So we see this at the end of this cha- our chapter here. It says this, verse 9. The Lord was very angry with Solomon. For his heart had turned away from the Lord and the God of Israel who had appeared to him twice. He warned Solomon specifically about worshiping other gods. But Solomon did not listen to the Lord's command. So now the Lord said to him, Since you have not kept my covenant and have disobeyed my decrees, I will surely tear the kingdom away from you and give it to one of your servants. But for the sake of your father David, I will not do this while you are alive. I will take the kingdom away from your son, and even so, I will not take away the entire kingdom. I will let him be king of one tribe for the sake of my servant David and for the sake of Jerusalem, my chosen city. Now, guys, this guy, remember the promise to David? David would be, his line would last forever when it comes to Israel, right? He was, he was the chosen king, Right, God had anointed him with Samuel several weeks back. We talked about that, and now we see how far just one generation has fallen from their dad. Now, listen, David. Um, David's known as a man after what God's own heart, right? Now, was David always right in what he did? No, we saw that, right? He messed up. Bathsheba was a terrible thing. Uriah, he had him killed. He wasn't always perfect, but God had a plan, right? And God was using this family, and God was, he, he really wasn't. And there was definitely some tragedy, and, and so my wife and I were reading through um, the Bible right now with the Bible recap, right? And Jessica told me the other day, she's like, I don't like reading this right now because I'm seeing all the just failures that happen right now in the scripture, right? And, and, and guys, what I want you to see is this, is simply this, is that there are people, the people in the Bible are just like you. They mess up. That's who Solomon was. Solomon was the wisest guy to ever live, and yet he messed up royally. He messed up terribly. Why? Because he allowed other things to consume his heart. Solomon, um, he wrote three books. Who can name those three books? Who's wise in here? Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, what we got? Go ahead. Song of what? Song of Solomon. Yeah, that's one, right? That's considered the first book that he wrote, okay? The second book. The second book is known as wisdom, wisdom book, Proverbs. I tell you guys, you should read one of these a day, okay? Read a proverb a day, all right? This is considered the second book that he wrote, okay? The third book he wrote, Ecclesiastes, okay? It's that book where he's like, everything is meaningless. I talked about this a couple weeks ago from main stage on Wednesday night, right? Everything is meaningless. Listen, I want to give you a verse that if you can take this verse, if there's one proverb you can remember for the rest of your life, Solomon actually wrote this. He didn't do good at following it through his life. But listen to this verse. Proverbs thirteen twenty. it says this, Walk with the wise and become wise associate with fools and get in trouble. The way I learned this when I was in high school was simply this. He who walks with the wise will grow wise, but the companion of fools suffers harm. Okay? That's the way I learned this. This is the way that that I memorized this one, okay? Now, Now think about that just for a second. Think about the people who you surround yourself with daily. Okay? You got it? Who's your best friend? Who's your girlfriend, boyfriend? You don't get to choose your parents, okay? That doesn't count, okay? But the people who we choose to associate with, the people who we spend the most time with, guess what? You're going to become like them, okay? You're going to become like them. How do I know this? Well, one, I've been on this earth for 36 years, and I can tell you this. Your parents can tell you this same specific thing. But not only that. Solomon told us this, and look at Solomon's life. How many wives did he have? How many wives and concubines? Over 900, right? We did the math on this the other day. That means if he saw one of his wives, um, if he saw three wives a day, it would take him an entire year to get through his, all his wives and concubines. It's absolutely crazy, all right? And he'd see them one day out of the year, all right? But the people who he allowed to spend time with, the people who he spent time with, eventually grew his heart dull. It eventually made him make mistakes that he probably wouldn't have made if he would have just took his own advice. Associate with fools and get in trouble. Middle school, high school guys. Levi. Levi. Read this. Look at it. Read it. Memorize this. Guys, the people who we associate with, it matters. The people who you spend time with, it matters. Ladies, you're not immune to this either, okay? You're not. The people you spend time with, it matters. Now, let me take it a step further than that. The things you consume, the technology, the TV shows, The media, the stuff you're listening to, it influences your heart. It will lead you down the wrong way if you're not careful, if you're not guarding your heart. And these are the things that we're telling you. So Solomon, if Solomon was here today, I think Solomon would tell us, hey, I got something for you. I messed up. I don't want you to follow in my same footsteps. All right, how many of you guys want to be considered fools when you grow up? Anybody? Anybody? Please, thank you. You passed the test. Everybody, round of applause. You passed the test, okay? I don't want you guys to be a fool, all right? I I don't. And, and, And that's what most of the Proverbs are all about. When Solomon writes this, Solomon is not a fool. Solomon is considered to be the wisest guy to ever live, but he messes up royally, right? We talk about this over and over again. But more than half the Proverbs tell you this, a fool does this. A fool does this. If you want to be wise, do this instead. So today what I want to do, we entitled this message Solomon the Fool. And I want to give you a few ways not to be a fool today. There's um, a TV show. It's called Pen and, "Pen and Teller. Fool us. All right? It's a, it's a um, couple of old magicians. And, um, and so what they do is they actually um, they call up modern-day magicians, any magician they want to and they watch them perform their best tricks. Anybody want, like magician stuff, stuff like that, like you like to just see it? It's cool. I, I think it's awesome. I think illusionists and stuff like that. I try to figure it all out. Um, there's some really cool things that happen with that. Well, these guys, they, they, they bring in magicians, and they watch them, and their goal is to solve whatever it is And have the crowd in there, they're trying not to tell them exactly how they do it, but like to see if they got it right. And if they got it right, then they just escort them off the stage really quickly. But if they get it wrong, um, they give them this golden trophy, and it says fooled us, because they completely tricked them. It's it's a really cool thing, and it costs over $80 to go to this show in Vegas over and over again. And so today what I want to do, like I said, I want to take you guys through a few Proverbs. I want to take you and let you see what it looks like not to be... A fool in your life. Proverbs 1, 1 and 2 says this. These are the Proverbs of Solomon, David's son, king of Israel. Their purpose is to teach people wisdom and discipline. To help them understand the insights of the wise. Okay? So that's what the Proverbs are all about. They're here to teach you how to be wise. Okay? couple. Let's go seven quick, easy ways to be wise and not a fool. All right? Ready? Oh, sorry, that's my fault. You want it? You got it, Peyton? On you, you got it. Perfect. Number one, a wise person respects God. Proverbs 9, 10 says this, fear of the Lord is the foundation of wisdom. This isn't the kind of fear that makes us afraid of what God might do. We're not afraid of of God not being with us. No, this is is not who God's going to be. God's going to be with you. This type of fear is more like a reverent respect. It comes from the acknowledging of God's greatness and his supreme, uh, of being who he is, how amazingly big he is. Our goal with this, the respect that we want to have with God, serves as the foundation of wisdom. It shows us, hey, if you want to know who God is, first you have to realize how small you are. You have to realize how great he is, how small you are, how the world doesn't revolve around you. That's what this is. The first one is simply, a wise person respects God. Next, a wise person thinks twice. Wise people think before they act. Everybody look at that one with me one more time. A wise person thinks before they act. How often in life, Do you get in trouble because you choose not to think before you do something? How often in life do you get in trouble because you just say the first thing that comes to your mind? You just do whatever it is, whatever you think without thinking about, right? You allow your your body to do this. And I'm sure if you look to your neighbor right now, you could tell them a story about a time where you got in some pretty big trouble because, well, you didn't think about it, right? This has happened to you probably since you were around two years old. Your brain is still developing. But what Solomon would tell you is simply this. Guys, before you make any decision, think twice about that decision. Think twice about what it is you're going to do. A foolish person doesn't think. They just say. They just do. A wise person thinks twice about this. Third, third, a wise person seeks advice. Proverbs 19:20 says this. Get all the advice and instruction you can so you'll be wise the rest of your life. For some of you guys in here, you're going to go into um, a season of what should I do with my life? What, um, where should I go to college? What does this look like for me right now? What should I be doing? And the truth of the matter is is you need to look to the people around you and you need to ask them this question. What do you think I'm skilled at? What do you think that God has put me on this earth to do? Where do I find my joy and and how does that interact together? What does this look like to have advice? And for some of you guys, you you need to ask this question is, is what am I missing right now? Who do I need to go to? Now listen, let me tell you something. What we talked about earlier, right? The people who we surround ourselves with, we need some wise people in our lives, okay? Luke, you need somebody wise in your life, all right? Ladies, you need somebody wise in your life. You need somebody who can speak truth into your life. And it's not always going to be somebody who's your age. Sometimes it is. Most of the time it's not. You need some leaders in your life who are, are willing to speak the hard truth to you, all right? You need some More mature people who have been down the road a little bit further to talk to you, okay? Guys, men, boys, you need a godly man in your life. You need a godly man who can tell you the truth and you listen to them. Every single one of us needs this, every single one of us needs a mentor. We need somebody who is helping us look more like Jesus. We need somebody discipling us in our life, okay? Truth of the matter is, every single one of us is being discipled, okay? Everybody in here, you're being discipled. Just what are you being discipled to is the question. Do you know that? Every single one of you is being discipled. What are you being discipled to? I'd highly recommend find somebody who can speak truth into your life. Get their advice and see what happens, okay? The next thing I want to tell you. A wise person has integrity. According to Proverbs 20, verse 7, it says this, the godly walk with integrity. In the book of Proverbs, being godly is a synonym for being wise. The reason that walking wisely pleases God and those who please God, are um, the reason is that walking wisely pleases God, and those who please God are said to be godly. Integrity is about being whole and undivided. A person who has integrity is being truthful and honest about who they are and what their intentions are. They aren't the one, um, they aren't one way with one group and another way with another group. When you're around a person with integrity, you know that what you see is what you get. Let me ask you a question. Does that sound like you? Does that sound like how you live your life? Are are you always the same person? If I was to follow you around and listen to the conversations you have, if I was to follow you around and, and, and just see it and see your life, could I say you're a person of integrity? I hope so. I hope so because, well, this is part of being wise right This is part of being who, who who God calls us to be. Solomon, man he started out so good. That story Tony shared with you guys last week. man what a what a crazy way to find out who the real mom was, right? Bring me a sword, I'm gonna chop the baby in half and the real mom does what? No, let her have the baby because she cared for the baby. Solomon, man, he started out his life so well, but the people in him, his life influenced him to go the wrong way. He was one way with certain people. He was worshiping um, God Almighty, and then there's other times where he's worshiping the the pagan gods, and he's building shrines to them, and he's, he's spending time with his wives that he should have never had. He completely messes this up. But he writes this. You see this? He he messes up completely. Fifth, a wise person shares resources. Proverbs 21, 26 says this. Some people are always greedy for more, but godly people love to give. Think about that just for a second. Seven million dollars. $7 Seven million dollars, how could you make an impact with that seven million dollars? I love the fact that Gracie did the quick math of what 20 percent would be. I was impressed. I'm not going to lie to you. All right. That was, that was really good. She said, "I'm giving 20 percent back to my church and then I'm doing this, I'm doing this and this. If your money's all about you guys, that's foolish. If your time is all about you, that's foolish. If the gifts that God has given you, you only use them for your own gain, that's foolish. You see, I think God's given each of you guys special talents, special skills, special things that will change this world. A wise person shares... Resources. A psychologist named Elizabeth um, Lombardo blames this phenomenon on what she calls the treadmill effect. She basically says, we think that getting more things will make us happy. So we work to get them. And after we've gotten them, we realize that they didn't make us happy. So we start looking for something bigger and bigger and better to get. And the cycle keeps going as if we're stuck on a treadmill as if we're stuck on this never-ending treadmill. But in contrast, a research team at the University of Zurich found that generosity actually makes people more happy. It says if you give things away, then you actually tend to be a more happy person than the person who collects everything. And now over and over again, what we're seeing is what Solomon said way back when he wrote this is actually true. So we look at this and we think to ourselves, how can I share what God has given me? Last one I want to share with you today. A wise person brings peace. According to Proverbs 29.8, it says this, Mockers can get a whole town agitated, but the wise will calm anger. Now, you guys are smart. I've been around and I've seen um, I, I know how teenagers work, right? There's times where you egg or, let's not even let's not even call it egg at all, all. right There's time where you pour gasoline onto the fire that's already been lit. Why? Because you want to watch it burn, right? You don't want there to be peace. You want to see a fight, you want to see something go down. You want to. you want there to be some kind of beef going on between that guy or that girl or this guy and that guy, whatever that is. You've seen these things happen. But Solomon says a wise person will create peace. The wise will calm anger. A wise person will try to stop what's going on. It's hard sometimes. Being a teenager and being wise, they're not considered the same thing, right? Oftentimes I hear this. It's like, I just want to live my life right now. I just want to I, I, I experience all that life has to have. And then when I get older, man, I'll, I'll give my life fully to God and I'll surrender to him. God wants you right now, students. God wants your hearts right now. He doesn't want you to chase the things of this world. He doesn't want you to, to go after the things that are just going to leave you broken and unhappy. See, what happened with Solomon is this. Solomon starts out his life following God, and by the end of his life, he's not following God, and by the end of his life, we see what he says in Ecclesiastes. Meaningless, meaningless. Everything is meaningless. Life is just worthless. But when you look and see where he was when he actually had a heart for God, we see a guy who had purpose, a guy who had meaning. That's what we want for your life. We want you to be wise. You see, if there's one big takeaway for this whole thing, the whole thing of Solomon's life. I think it would be simply this. It's possible to know all the right things and still do it wrong. Wisdom is actually using the knowledge that God gives you. The truth of the matter is, guys, a lot of you guys know everything I just talked about. A lot of you guys understand this, but you're not living wise lives because, well, your friends aren't. Because it's not the cool thing to do. It's not the the right thing, right? God calls you to be wise. He calls you to be godly. He calls you to step it up in life. He doesn't want you to be foolish. I think if Solomon was standing here with us today, he would tell you, man, I wasted." All that God gave me, I messed it up big time. But you don't have to. You don't have to be a fool. Learn to walk the path of the godly. If you're not reading anything in your Bibles, I highly recommend opening up to Proverbs. Read a proverb a day. Today's the 11th of February. You could read chapter 11 of Proverbs and just highlight one verse, okay? Text that verse to your small group leader. Tell them, hey, I highlighted this today. This is why I highlighted it. Because, well, I I liked it for this reason. And this is how I'm going to try to apply it to my life. And I promise you, your life group leaders would love nothing less than to discuss that with you this week. Let me pray over you guys, and we'll get you out of here. We'll see you tonight for our Super Bowl party at 6.30. Hey, God, I do thank you, Lord, for what we can learn from Solomon's life. Lord, it's a hard thing to see, as he was a guy who was trying to follow you, but God, is a guy who fell away. So, God, you still loved him, but, God, you show us so many things that we can learn. Lord, so many heartaches that that this guy had in his life that didn't have to be there. And so, Father, right now I pray for our students here, Lord, they will make wise decisions about following you. That, Lord, their lives will be that of a godly life and not of a foolish life. God, in the moments, Lord, where we don't know where to turn, God, let us remember that, God, you put people in our lives who want to speak truth into us. And so, Father, let us lean into these relationships that, Lord, we have with our life leaders, with our mentors, with our pastors. God, let us just lean into that so that, Lord, we can find you in all areas of our life. God, show us what it looks like to truly live godly lives. Thank you for that, God. Be with us as we go. And we pray this all in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, guys, thanks for being here. Hey, be quiet as you go past the saints where if you want to, just go outside unless it's raining.